on your left, episode eight. It's Marvel Talk on Get Into Geek. We are talking movies today. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. This is a non-spoilers chat. Don't worry. If you haven't seen the movie, I doubt you're even taking the chance to listen to this. But I dare say this movie is kind of nothing to spoil in uh, in many regards. Whether we're going to touch on that or not, we'll see what we can talk and what we can't talk about uh, as we go on to this non-spoilers chat. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Maddie Gibson. Yeah. Emma Dana, what's doing? Hello. You're joining us from the car, which is your hotspot. When we Always get together car. at this time of day, at this time of the week, uh, look, I'm at work, Maddie's at home in his, uh, in, his, in his recording room, and you're sitting in the front seat of your car, Just so welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, who who wants to go first here? I almost want to throw it to you, Em, because I know you're on limited time, and we are, I know, talking non-spoilers, so if you can, you know, maybe, you know, we can also, almost maybe use some of what you're doing and save it for our full spoiler chat. But, um, yeah, we, we all sort of left the, the cinema last night, and we didn't, I don't think any, any of us said anything to each other. We just sort of went our separate ways. But it seems to be the popular um, go with this movie. I've, I've, a lot of people I follow online are like, it's a lot. I have to compress and decompress and sort of rewatch and evaluate and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, what are we, nearly 12 hours on? Um, what did you think of the film? Look, I had no expectations going to this film. Like, absolutely no expectations, or very low expectations, maybe I should say. Um, so, for me, I was like, it was all right. It was fun. My biggest concern for it was I thought... Being Disney, I was like, they're going to ham up this, uh, like, Chadwick Boseman kind of, you know, obviously very tragic that he passed on, but Disney are really good at, like, capitalizing on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is like, if it's going to make money, we monetize we're going to tragedy. It. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was very, I was very conscious of, like, that going into it, but I, I was, like, happy to see that they, they, they did it respectfully and I think all of the actors were really genuine in in the the scenes where they're like discussing it obviously and yeah I think I think that was was my biggest concern I'm glad that they didn't they didn't go down that route but then some glaring plot issues um that kind of took me out of it a little bit but altogether it was just a fun little adventure kind of film I guess yeah well I I didn't go in with as I guess sort of low or, or tempering my expectations um, as, as much as you might have, but I was I was still a little bit... I didn't know what to expect, to be honest, because uh, as Manny would know, because I probably chewed his, his ear off a little bit over the last, um, well, probably two years, really, but like up until a couple <laughs> of months ago, I had like reserved a theory that they were going to set this film during the snap, that five-year period where T'Challa was dead anyway. And it would kind of give them a little bit of breathing room to, hey, get this film out when he was supposed to have been dead anyway. Well, I mean, okay, the the Shuri photo being an endgame, having passed, that's a thing we can talk about later. But um, that, you know, we can introduce uh, Namor, we can introduce his people and his home and all that in that five-year period um, where some shit really would be going down the surface. The, half their people would have died as well. They'd want answers. And that way, them coming out and saying, we're not recasting him for this movie would be true. But then after a couple more years when they go to make Black Panther 3 or they want to bring him into Avengers 5 or 6 or something, they can recast him once a little bit more dust is settled and, the, and you know, the heat's off and all that sort of stuff because he's such an important character. Like, you know, they just recast 
uh, General Ross the other week. Harrison Ford's coming in. I think what William Hurt played him five times, some of them very minimally, but five mm. times across uh, the MCU so far. I dare say that T'Challa is a more important character overall or ongoing than maybe what General Ross is, but they felt the need. Well, General Ross, we can easily replace him. That's fine. But T'Challa, no, we, we couldn't possibly do that to Chadwick Boseman or, um, or his legacy with the character. And, like, yeah, I sympathise with that as well. I just thought the character is so important for the uh, MCU ongoing, especially when he'd only just started. Um, so... Uh, as of about two months ago, I'd sort of lost that a little bit. And, you know, I was more than fine with them, I guess, moving on because I trusted the same creative team doing the first film to this that they would um, handle it probably better than anyone else could have. So going and not knowing what to expect, barely watching trailers, really, um, it is a lot. It doesn't feel – I mean, it goes for, what, 240? I want to say two hours and 40 minutes. I want to say that only sure. half an hour of it really is a comic book movie. You know, I mean, there's a lot going on. And the fact that they're talking about, you know, underwater people and, and all that sort of stuff for, for a lot of it, okay, that's comic booky. But when you just break it down, they're talking about one nation v another or, you know, a, a group of people that are, you know, under attack or under threat or anything. Yeah, that could be describing um, anything. There was a lot of, you know, um, between the lines sort of stuff going on that you could apply to some very real world stuff. But um, when it was just like pure action scenes and, yeah, you know, Wakandans in, in their sort of very much space-looking ships, you know, fighting with these um, underwater people, you know, with feathers on their feet and stuff, there, there was only like 30 minutes of comic book movie within this movie they let a lot of it breathe and i found myself i reckon at least 90 minutes if not more into this movie i thought holy shit we haven't had much action if any and i'm not missing it i'm not sitting here going come on guys what are we doing uh this is a marvel film i like that they said hey we're gonna pay tribute to chadwick we're gonna we're gonna remember t'challa in this film and then they actually did that it wasn't just the first 15 minutes of the film before they realized they needed to make a sequel so uh and then at the end of it they still like found the room um for it all to breathe so it's very emotional um i you know very um i don't i don't think it would be hard to say that it's their most emotional movie um yet for obvious reasons but um yeah i think as far as a legacy thing it's very good on that front i think they did their they loved the guy they showed that both character and actor wise and um moves the MCU as far as another chapter in that franchise um, forward in many big ways. So, um, yeah, two thumbs up. <laughs> You're right, though. She is long. She's long. Two, 240 was a lot. That was a lot. I did find myself, I don't know, maybe it felt around maybe the two-hour mark or something like that where I was like, there was, just, there was a big chunk somewhere there where it was just, there was a lot of exposition dumps, sort of one after the other after the other, just two people just talking and like I loved all the the talking of the emotional and the and all that kind of stuff, but when it's just talking facts and exposition and stuff like that, I got my my eyelids got a little heavy. They got a little heavy. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do my classic where I fell asleep. I didn't. You know. It, you say it, that for DC movies, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know. So I, I held on. I held on. But yeah, she was long. She could have done with some edits. Um. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It's beautiful movie again. Like just all the, um, the costuming and the sets and stuff like that. It's just like taking the first Black Panther, and just dialed it up even further. Like just there were literal around me. There were literal gasps when like certain characters just like walk in, and not even in superhero costumes, just in like their day to day costumes. I could hear people around me like gasping mm. when they walk in, and I'm just like, that's a good sign. That's a good sign that people are enjoying that kind of stuff. And even uh, I, I, you know, it's no um, spoiler to talk about this sort of thing. Obviously, it's it, it's a 
about very much T'Challa passing. So you lose that male lead. And then when you look at the first Black Panther, if you take him out of the equation, his sister's a massive character, his mother also, the Dora Milaje, um, and then he's got um, Nakia uh, there as well, who's another big character. Like, generally speaking, Black Panther was like a male lead, but otherwise, aside from Michael B. Jordan, a very very heavy female cast and so this then becomes you know like we we that and you know we've had like oh well black widow and captain marvel and then we had that bit in endgame which is very divisive and stuff and you know it there's a lot of conversation like how oh, they should do more female led things and how do we do more female led things and so that's we're talking about that before a movie's even written before it's ever mm. shot before it's edited before it's released this no one went into this going, oh, is Black Panther going to be a just all female? And oh, it's oh, it's woke and it's you know uh, it's serving this agenda and blah blah blah. And then I, I got like most of the way through this. So holy shit, there's there's like only female characters in this, and that's not like I don't yeah. I'm not watching it thinking about that. Like that just sort of it hit me at one stage, and I don't think anyone will walk away and go, oh well, that was woke. You know, oh, it's a female yeah. thing. It's like no, that's just what the story was, right? And and you know, the first one, you know, again. We're sitting there, white people talking about the representation of 2018. We can only do what we've, uh, what's in the room, guys. But you know that was a that was a huge step and groundbreaking for in in many ways um, about people of one culture. And then you get this. What they did, I think, and you talk about the the um, the costuming and and um, and just and and the music and the and the locations and all that sort of stuff uh, that they brought uh, to life in in Black Panther one in this doing that with Namor and like a South American culture and and the way that his people and he himself and his costuming were designed. It's a lot going on, but it's like, no, that makes sense for that character and I'm glad they're not mm. shying away from that sort of stuff. Uh, and when you've got two of these sort of either combating or uh, rival um, cultures and peoples in this movie, that there's a... it's. It, it looks, as much as the story in some ways and what's popping out in action and stuff, it doesn't feel like a comic book movie from start to finish. The way that it looks and how much colour is involved in design, and it's it's very busy. It does It's it's like the ultimate comic book movie in a way. So mm. um, little, little clever choices too, things that sort of you don't notice straight away, but it wasn't until sort of later in the film that I noticed it. It's like, okay, so at one point you've got characters speaking Wakandan and... Like uh, was it Talo Khan or whatever is what because they because they've changed Namor to like Namor's supposed to be Atlantean but you know the MCU decided to get away from Atlantis to have, have comparisons to Aquaman I was wondering about that yeah yeah so they just changed the name to I uh, kind of it was Talo Khan which mm. translates to something close by or something like that but just a little touch like when someone's speaking Wakandan they had the subtitles in kind of a yellowy kind of colour. And then when they're speaking Talokan, they're kind of in a bluey colour. Mm. And I never actually noticed that until one person is speaking both and kind of jumps from one to the other mm. and the subtitles change. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. I love that. I had noticed that. But it just does, it really does help you then kind of, you know, figure out what's going on. Because, yeah, they're, they're two languages that, you know, none of us speak. So it's like, okay, all right, I'm and it just sort of helps you sort of figure out and stops us from nitpicking going, well, how do they understand that? You know, it's just little little touches like that that just sort of, you know, stop us from being assholes about it. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, it did wrap up, I guess the one thing too is that it wrapped up Phase 4, which kind of doesn't mean as much as when we said that about Phase 3 or 2 or 1, where they very much felt like, oh, we know what that was now. You know, like... In retrospect, phase one only made sense by the end, like with Avengers. You're like, oh, okay, now I see where it was all. If you're watching those movies as they're being made, 
there weren't as many connections or as there weren't as many sort of bits and pieces laying out the future that we knew what was coming. Whereas now we're demanding, you know, this multiverse saga, well, when are we going to get a multiverse adventure? Where is this going to happen? When are we going to get the X-Men? It was like back then we were just taking what we were getting and we were kind of happy with it. And then we get the Avengers. By now, compared to a lot of other films I've seen since then, is a kind of relatively small film uh, in the grand scale of the MCU. But... Um, it kind of is going back to that phase one territory because um, we're, we're dealing with all this TV. We've got so many movies that Shang-Chi's got nothing to do with Eternals, has got nothing to do with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, got or nothing to do with Black it. Widow. Or does it? Sure, I know. But like at this stage, we don't know. And that's kind of how we felt for a lot of phase one. So for when they come out a couple of months ago and said, well, phase four is going to end with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's like, oh, well, we saw some definitive ends in, in phase one, obviously in phase three. Oh, I thought- I thought Quantum Mania was the end of Phase Four. No, they. Uh, I think they, they. They said it was the end of this year, and it was with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, but it's funny right. you say that because Ant Man, the first one, is officially the end of Phase Two, and it's like, yeah. is it though? Because it feels like an epilogue, not really connected, but it's it came after Age of Ultron, and that kind of felt like it should have been the end of whatever that phase was. So. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as wrapping a phase, it, I think it wraps it on a high because we've had some, you know, real peaks and valleys in phase four so far, either with the movies or the TV shows, which, oh, you know... I, I'm, I'm glad you were speaking about the end product there and not tonally because it doesn't really end on a high tonally. It's a very depressing no. movie. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not walking out of this and um, I've heard it described as the least fun Marvel... In a, in a good way, one that was heavily recommending the movie, it's the least fun Marvel movie and that's kind of true. It's very hard to... Mm. Like, I, I came am. home last night... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, yeah, it's a fun adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like been few movies in my life that I've watched where I'm like, oh, that was really good. Oh, would I go see it? I wouldn't recommend you watch it. Like, it's too depressing of a watch. At least mm. with this, it's got some, you know, fun explosions and some chases and fighting and all that sort of stuff. There's, some, there's, there's plenty of good quips. I think everyone's yeah. everyone's up their quip game in this film. Mm. Like, they're, they're definitely having a lot more fun in it. And um, I, mean, I don't know what it was going to be with if Chadwick Boseman was still here and they said when it was first written, he was still with us. And, of course, it would have been a completely different movie because so much of this is about how his people, how his family, specifically how his sister move on post his death and what, and not even how she just moves on, but who is she really and, and how does his death um, decide what she's going to become in the future. And there's a lot of fun stuff through there and a very fun cameo that was unexpected uh, that we certainly won't talk about now but um i would have uh you know loved to have seen what type of movie it would have been if, if chadwick Boseman was still here but just thinking about all the stuff that it is and it had to be like a a sequel to the first one it's still got to follow one from at least avengers endgame and and the, and the big stone set in place pieces of the mcu so far even if you don't look at wandavision as a must see before this film or something it's got to be a you know a, a franchise sequel a uh, a black panther sequel it's got to introduce namor and 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 talokan and everything that's going to mean ongoing it introduces riri williams aka Arnhart. not that she gets that moniker but she will get her own series soon and uh it so it's it's setting up a lot for the future of the MCU, but still felt like, oh, it works, all that still being part of its own story and its own sequel, which yeah. is a big challenge. And not a lot of these movies tend to, I think, tick that box of being able to be a franchise sequel and its own sequel as well and tell its own story. I was kind of glad that it didn't sort of go the route of what your theory was, that it was going to be sort of set during the blip and stuff like yeah. that. Because I feel like... Phase four, a lot of it has been set up. Not a lot has happened. It's just been a lot of 
tune in next week and mm. see what happens. Um, whereas like we were talking before with like phase one, it was a lot of, you know, standalone stories with just a little bit of sprinkling of stuff that, you know, hints to something. Whereas now it's so hint heavy and it's, you know, tune in next week. We're setting this up. We're setting this up. So there's been, you know, a proverbial case of blue balls for a lot of, you know, phase four waiting for some kind of payoff for something to sort of happen. So I think had it been set during the blip, um, I think it would have had a bit of that spinning its wheels kind Mm. of sort of feeling about it. So I'm glad that with this, like stuff happened, stuff actually happened, move like characters changed, you know, progression, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I did, I did really enjoy that aspect of it, that it's like, okay, like there's actual stuff to digest now. And it's like the, the world has changed, um, moving forward and it's going to affect things further on rather than just tune in next week and see what happens. So, no, I like that. I think that's been my yeah. problem with, with all of, like, the TVs and and movies and stuff up to, to date, I guess. And that's why I went into this one with such low expectations, I think. It's just because I haven't mm. really enjoyed much of the TV shows or the movies that have dropped in the last... or of this phase, really. Yeah, I'm, I wonder if, if maybe, like, the, the TV... like, the Disney Plus TV aspect... I wonder if they're they're too frightened to make any big sweeping changes for fear that, you know, the the average moviegoer isn't tuning into these TV shows and keeping up with them, so they're worried about losing an audience. But I don't know if, you know, it's like, well, there was big changes at the end of Captain America, um, uh, sorry, uh, was it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So it's like, you're going to need to know what's going on there before you can catch up to the next Captain America film. WandaVision, yeah, I guess... You could go either way on that in terms of, you know, whether whether you can still watch Multiverse of Madness without having seen WandaVision. I think the story would still make sense. You're just kind of missing out. It, to me, it's it's like watching, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy without watching Clone Wars. It's like it just adds so much more to it that you enjoy the story even more. But, yeah, so, I, I yeah, I don't know what the go is, but, yeah, I agree. The TV shows have been a little bit kind of... They're enjoyable, but they just... I always come back to that phrase, is the juice worth the squeeze? And it's like when you get to the end of it, you're like, okay, well, after six episodes or eight episodes or whatever it is, was it worth it? Yeah, we, we, we always get cool moments. There's always cool moments sprinkled through somewhere. But as a whole, it's like, was it worth it? Yeah, like especially when you get something like Loki, which was really, I mean, it's you got Spider-Man No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. They were the big cinematic ones talking about the multiverse, but like... Loki was the one that started that. It opened the doors. It blew the doors off. Yeah. And it, that was June 2021 that we got that. And then we got two movies after that in the, within the next 12 months that dealt with the multiverse and had nothing to do with what Loki was about. And it's like, well, then why did we bother with Loki? Like, is that just – that? that's not just a prize for us hardcores that are watching everything you pump out, but – if if it if it is, then everyone else is missing out. And if it's not, well, they're really big steps to take in something that no one's going to watch. And I would have to, on a business front, they're not afraid to do anything. They want you to want to watch those TV shows because they don't want to Netflix this and drop an entire season in one day so that you can watch it and then not subscribe again for three months. They want you tuning in every week and paying your subscription every month. So they want you to feel like, I think, they want you to watch Multiverse of Madness, go, oh, what? What's happened? Oh, I have to go and watch a TV series 
series, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for my eight bucks a month and have that go on forever. Because at the moment, She-Hulk finished, what, three or four weeks ago? This is almost the longest period we've gone without having any content, Marvel content, until Black yeah, Panther sure. come out, which is uh, which is weird. And maybe overbearing for anyone that's really not into the franchise. But um, yeah, to, to actually get stakes certainly felt like there was a bit on the line. Whereas, yeah, you're right, even with these TV shows, love them, I hate them. Um, they, it doesn't feel like they're really affecting the world um, around them beyond what yeah. we're seeing, you know, for, for half an hour every week, yeah. Yeah, Namor and none of his, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but Namor and none of his guys seem to be worried about that giant body and hand and head coming out of the water or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, right. They, seem to... they should have been There's pissed no off about that. that. Yeah, why are they not tearing that down? I mean, tearing it down, it's coming from the core of the... It's Okay, look, it's a whole other conversation. All right, that'll do us non-spoilers. I don't think there's much else we can start getting into before we're spilling details that no one wants us to. But, um, yes, good. Go in with low expectations, you'll be happy. Go in with expected expectations, uh, and hopefully you'll be happy as well. So uh, by the time this gets out, it's out. You can listen to non-spoilers. And our full spoilers, which you can come back for if you haven't seen it already, and uh, check out our thoughts on that as well. Maddie, Emma... Thanks for talking Black Panther What Kind of Forever with me. Thank you, Mitchell. Don't go anywhere, though, because we're going to talk spoilers. So uh, Theatre okay. of the Mind stuff, I'm going to hit stop and then record again. You, you're not going to go anywhere. Just tell listener. Anyway, uh, tricks of the trade. Bye. Get into geek.